Welcome to the TaylorMade blog. My name is Taylor Barkin and I am the co-founder and self-proclaimed CEO of More Collection, which is an outdoor inspired apparel and goods company. I started this blog series last March. My goal with this blog series was to talk about the realities of business ownership from the good, the bad, the exciting, the ugly. I just wanted to share our perspective on the things we've gone through so that we could normalize a lot of the struggles that business owners face and also talk about our journey as business owners as well. For those of you new to our story, I run this business with my husband Tanner, who is all things creative, and I am the one that absolutely loves all of the business side of everything. I've been writing about our journey for um, close to a year now, and it's obviously been a wild one with 2020 and the pandemic. It's been a lot to navigate as small business owners, so I've talked in past blogs all year about how we've navigated this chapter, which has been really difficult. I started writing all these thoughts through the past year, but realized that a lot of people are very busy individuals and don't always have the time to read, so I wanted to create uh, an audio version for you guys to listen to my blogs uh, if you don't have the time to read it. So here we are. Just think of it like a podcast, but without the good music and editing. To give you a very brief history before I dive into the first topic of this new year, I wanted to walk you through our story a little bit. Uh, so like I mentioned, I run this business with Tanner, uh, who is my husband. We've known each other for 12 years now. Uh, we started dating in high school and started screen printing out of his parents' garage. Long story short, um, we grew our business um, from a $100 investment doing screen printing out of his parents' garage into a business that now supports um, both of our careers. So we started with screen printing and then migrated slowly into other products uh, like paper goods. And now we have a whole home goods line, which is really big for us. Um, we're super passionate about what we do. We love the creative side of making things and creating things from scratch and providing those to our customers. So now on to the first uh, blog topic of this year, which is really a reflection on 2020. Uh, we thought it was going to be our worst year in recent history, and it ended up being our best. With lots of forced closures, an entire year of canceled events, and so much more, there's just no way that we could hit the numbers that we did in previous years full of growth right? <laughs> That's what we thought. Um, it was our mentality became, I guess we really just need to keep our doors open. But as the months went on, we saw something else happen. We brought in more revenue than any year in history in our business, which is something that we did not think was going to happen at all. We saw significant growth revenue wise, but more important than that, we felt like we really grew as humans and as individuals. If any of you listening to this have ever scaled a business, you know how incredibly challenging that can be. Now throw in a global pandemic, constant need for pivots, forced closures, constant uncertainty, endless supply chain and shipping issues, and oof, that challenge just escalated quite a bit. While I sit here really proud to say that we had our best year of revenue to date, it's what went into getting there is what I'm the most proud of. Everything about our lives was tested daily. 
everything in our business, everything in our marriage, and in our partnership as the two real human beings running all of it. I know I'm not alone in saying this by any means, but we felt like the universe was constantly testing our limits last year. Um, But through that, it showed us that all of these years of building a really strong and incredibly solid foundation is what saved us and is what got us through this chapter. From our community to our internal systems and way of operating to how we put the effort in to tackle problems in the past, it showed me that we have built a true house of brick and not house of cards. Since we started, all we could ever think about is how do we create a sustainable business, one that's healthy and full of good, positive growth. Never could we have anticipated that we would be faced with a chapter like this one, but we knew at some point shit would probably hit the fan and that we would need a solid foundation to get through it. We spent over six years paying ourselves next to nothing because we believed that in order to have our business be successful, we needed to do it right. And that meant putting in time to grow slow and steady, to grow as a healthy business uh, in all the ways that we knew how. While sometimes we questioned if all the hard work that we were doing was worth it, we just, we believed in it. We knew that somehow and at some point, if we kept putting the work in, it would pay off and it would show itself. We didn't know how long it would take. We didn't know what it would look like, but we always believed in it. While we thought it would come in the form of simply having a growing team, paying ourselves a real living wage, just like having a successful business over time, we never truly thought about just how much it would make or break us until it was tested. In 2020, it was tested. As I really reflected on the past year, I can sit here and really thank my past self and Tanner's past self too, of course, for all that we put into growing our business in the healthy way that we did and for the willingness to put that grind in to build the super solid foundation for such a long time. All of that is what saved us from collapsing during the pandemic, but it's also what made us have our best year of growth ever. So how did we go from feeling like this could be the end of everything we've worked for to absolutely kicking ass? Here's how. First, I sit here at the end of the season, really reflecting and wondering how. How do we go from feeling like this could be our demise to experiencing the biggest period of success and growth that we've ever had. Like, how? (laughs) I reflected for a really long time and determined that it was three things. One was what I just shared, which was that we built our solid foundation. The second is that every day for the last year, we fought like hell. And the third is that we put our well-being first. For the first time in about a decade, we gave ourselves weekends off because we couldn't spend them on events like we've always been used to. For the first time, we went home at 5 and stopped working at 5. For the first time, we put an emphasis on rest, like true rest. Through the year, we accepted that we would make less money, and that was just going to be what it was, and that was okay. We weren't hyper-focused anymore on hitting that revenue growth percentage or that ambitious but surely achievable goal. We knew we needed revenue to keep our business going. We knew we had to break even, but early on in the pandemic, we decided that While we would try our hardest, we were okay accepting mentally that the year could bring significantly less 
than what we initially hoped for and what we thought we would get out of this year. We put a big emphasis on our mental health needing to be prioritized over hitting any type of revenue goal. Doing that allowed us to not just end up meeting our goal, but significantly exceed it. It's funny how things work sometimes. It's taught me a lot about how we will continue to run our business in the future and what we will prioritize moving forward. Throughout last year, we really thought and we went back to our roots and remembered that we are our biggest asset. By spending almost a full year putting our focus and mindset on protecting our biggest asset, we experienced something we never thought we would have in a year like this. Growth. Revenue growth, personal growth, marriage growth, all of the growth. In the heat of navigating last year, every day was hard. Every day was a challenge. Every day, every day presented us with a fair amount of uncertainty. The planner in me absolutely hates this. And while day after day of this year, last year, <laughs> was full of some level of frustration, it pushed us in many directions that we needed to go. The most challenging year turned into the one that I am the most grateful for. It can be really hard at times, but I really try to do what I can to see the good in the bad. Um, I've never been a fan of dwelling on things that we can't control or things in the past and instead try to think about the good that can come from the situation that we're just in. One misconception I want to talk about is that most or all small businesses got government help. I'm really proud to sit here and say that we navigated this entire year without a government bailout. We didn't use government funds to boost our revenue and to get ahead. We bootstrapped it. When the potential of the funds of the PPP and the SBA disaster loan were released, we felt like, okay, maybe this could get us through it. Like, thankfully, there's support for small business, but the reality of that was a joke. I really can't even go into this rabbit hole because it'll end up taking me hours. But in a nutshell, it felt like a lot of these funds were allocated really unfairly. One example is that we are in the same category of a small business like a company like Shake Shack. Shake Shack. They were the first in line to get funds. And then we weren't. One of my applications from March, the beginning of the pandemic, is still pending. When I called to speak to somebody about it, I was caller 347 in line. 347. I thought, I don't have time for that, so I put matters into my own hands. I think there's something really significant about knowing that we can't rely on a bailout and that everything we might succeed at or get through is a result of our own actions. I'm really grateful that I was raised to earn my own shit. Thank you, Mom and Dad because that has allowed me to not depend on anyone else when things go wrong. We knew that getting out of this chapter financially was up to us in our efforts alone. We had to think about how the hell we would get through it. Like what was going to get us through this chapter? And that triggered us to figure out a solution and make it work. If you've followed my past blog series, you know that the panic that set in back in March and April made us switch all of our manufacturing to face masks out of defective t-shirts until we could see our normal business come back again. It became true survival mode, and we didn't have somebody coming to rescue us, so we had to figure it out. It took adapting, pivoting, 
innovating and really reflecting on what matters, like our mental health and our marriage, and accepting our biggest challenges as our biggest opportunities. We looked at those challenges and said, how can we use this to our advantage? Like, how can we turn them into opportunities to get us through this chapter? About a week after we shut down, we had a conversation about how different this year was probably going to be. At the time, we thought it was just going to be getting through a weird summer, maybe dealing with some closures and getting back in the groove, you know, by fall. But as time went on, we realized that all these quick and seemingly temporary changes we made were actually things that reflected the long term, and they were going to change how we run a lot of things internally. Suddenly, we couldn't be at events like years past, and all we had was online, It, which at the point back in March, online was our lowest performing channel and now our only option, which was scary. But we knew that we could turn the biggest challenges into our biggest opportunities if we strategized and put a significant amount of thought into how we could make those shifts. Nine months of thoughtful shifting later, our website didn't just save our business, but is now at the point where we always wanted it to be for many years. The six figures of lost revenue from not being at events left us really stressed, but the four but the force to not be hustling like mad gave us a time to actually recharge and reflect every week. This recharge gave us the energy we needed to not just get through the pandemic, but to actually have our best year without ever reaching a level of very unhealthy burnout. I still think goals are really important and we will still set them, but instead moving forward, I'm going to check myself as we go. It's not going to be all about that number because my biggest goal is to have a happy and healthy life. So if we can keep our business growing through that while maintaining it, awesome. I do think that sense of hyper-awareness helped to get through this chapter without hitting burnout as well. Knowing that our national mental health crisis could be at an all-time high made us put that first for ourselves. Knowing that this chapter in the world and in our personal lives was going to be hard made us really think about how we can protect that. Knowing this was a make or break period for small business also made all of our customers put supporting small over big. Knowing our fate was dependent on our actions and our actions alone to steer us out of it made us find a way. We had no bailout. We had to find a way. We pivoted, we innovated, we adapted, and we did it. So while a lot of how we run and operate is the same as it was before the pandemic pandemic shifted a lot of things for us, a lot of it is also very different. We used to spend every single weekend going to events because we loved connecting with the community and because they were a good source of revenue for us. While we really loved that chapter, we always knew that they would have a time and place. Since we knew this, we spent many years slowly building up our online and wholesale cha- channels. For many years, we saw that online wholesale were growing, but not at the rate that would allow us to cut out events and still hit the goals we wanted. This year, we had absolutely no choice because events couldn't safely happen, so we took this as an opportunity to really focus on those channels that we wanted to grow for a long time. In doing so, we went from having 50 retail partners at the beginning of the year to over 260. I still wonder how that happened. (laughs) We found... 
that if we were putting all of our efforts into perfecting our internal operations, instead of doing that constant event runaround and the hustle, then we could actually perfect our systems, get everything down to a science, and focus again on our healthy long-term growth. The growth that is now not at a crafter's level like we used to be, but now like a real big business level. We shifted a lot of ways that we operate in-house, all in good ways, and all of these shifts were forced by the pandemic and it allows us to focus on the next chapter, which we are seeing one that's pretty big and full of growth and that's going to be a lot to keep up with. While I can sit here and say that there's a lot of heavy lifting that we did to make this happen, we could not have gotten through this chapter without the community. And I am happy to say that the community is what saved us. I just about started sobbing thinking about this because the beauty that we saw in the community this year was unreal. Like I said, we spent so many years hustling at community events. Up until last year, Tanner or myself were the ones at every single event. They were exhausting. The days were so long. They were full of complete uncertainty. And people always asked, why wouldn't you just hire people to do that backbreaking work? The answer is simple to us. The entire purpose is for us, the owners and the creators, to connect face-to-face with our people. We wanted to be the ones there having those conversations, getting that feedback, and being a part of something more than growing a bank account. (laughs) Events obviously mattered financially, as things do in business, but it was never truly about the money for us. It was always about the purpose and that connection. When people bought something from us, we wanted to connect through stories, both theirs and ours. As it turns out, seven years of doing this built the best foundation of people who showed up for us in this pandemic. When we shut down back in March, we had been working on a collection that took us well over three months to create. It was the biggest one we've ever done and one of the ones we were the most proud of. And it was set to launch on the Friday after the Wednesday that we were told we had to shut down. And while the timing felt really weird to still launch, we did it as planned because we had been building it up for so many months and it ended up being our biggest launch to date. When we launched face masks, people bought thousands from us and stepped in to say, how can I help? When we felt like we could lose it all, we had a pizza coffee, and fresh baked goods show up at our damn door from people we didn't even know. When production exploded, people said, what can I do to help without expecting anything in return? When we were transparent about how hard this chapter was on every small business, our customers said, screw you, Amazon, and bought from us and all of our retailers. When the postal delays made most holiday shipments late, our customers were mostly not assholes, And they said, it's all good. I'll just get a random New Year's present. Community has always been at the forefront of our business. And this year showed me just how much that emphasis can do for you. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we saw many, many businesses who didn't put this first have to close because their wrongdoings and selfishness were called out and people wouldn't stand for it. This year showed me that while some of the most exhausting chapters might not have always felt worth it over the years, they were. They were because we spent seven of those years building our solid foundation instead of building a house of cards. When the world gets scary, people show up when you're a good, genuine, 
person and do your best. And community matters and we love ours so much. So if we mentally checked this year off as a loss, how do we keep up with the largest demand we've ever experienced? Navigating growth in a healthy way in a normal world typically requires a lot of advanced planning. This year gave us quite the opposite. We couldn't plan much of anything. Early on in the pandemic, we thought about how we could get through this chapter to meet potential demand while still keeping our expenses low as possible because at the end of the day, we didn't know what things were going to look like. We knew that one of our biggest strengths is that we do most of our production in-house. So while we normally bulk stock up to be efficient, we switched things around and started making things on demand, which went against a lot of the rules we had for ourselves because it's not efficient. But it's how we could ensure that we weren't going to go broke. We got a lot of raw materials that we could afford, and we didn't make it until we knew what was sold. So we went from having bulk inventory to making things on demand. We thought this is going to be a tough chapter, but it actually ended up working out pretty well. We went from having mountains of inventory to then Q4 came around, which is notoriously absolutely insane for us, but we had absolutely no idea what to expect. So how could we plan? So we braced ourselves for either situation. We had the raw materials on hand, but we didn't make a lot of them. So for example, we had a bunch of candle containers. We didn't put candles in them until we had the orders for them. So when things hopefully exploded, which they ended up doing, we ramped up our production, we were ready for it, and we made exactly what was to order. And because we ended up doing immense volume, we could end up still batching production and still be efficient. Win. There are a lot of internal challenges that consumers don't see at all, that we are faced with every single day. I don't even know if I can begin to explain all of those challenges that came with this year, but if you've read along, you know that there were days where I just cried and sobbed because it was hard. And the thought of losing everything we ever worked for wasn't just terrifying, but it was absolutely heartbreaking to think that everything we've ever worked for could have been gone. And that could have been our reality, and it is the reality for a lot of people. Some of the ongoing and hardest challenges to navigate uh, last year was ongoing supply shortages. Think about it. Everybody was shut down for a period, and then suddenly the demand was all ramped up, and nobody could catch up. Not with anything. Not with textiles. Not with tints. Not with candle supplies. Nothing. So it's been a constant year of supply shortages and delays and hiccups. Then we've seen shipping problems. If you've followed along what's happening with the Postal Service, you know the challenges that they've had and how that trickles down to you getting a package to your door. Then you throw all of the companies that now only process online because everything's closed and their volume is huge. Then it's comes down to who's working for us. We had to keep a really small team for a few reasons. One is we didn't know what our revenue was going to look like. We didn't know we were going to explode. And two, we're still dealing with a virus still to this day. And we've had to keep our facility safe and to once again put our focus on protecting our biggest asset, which is Tanner and myself. If we get sick still and we're out for even 
two weeks. That's just saying if we got infected and it was minor. That would set us back significantly. Now think about a long-term illness. Our business could be done. So that constant fear of keeping, you know, trusted people around us was big. Then it was always pivoting. Every day, every week, every month, it was pivot after pivot after pivot, coupled with endless uncertainty. And back in March, it was cancellation after cancellation. We were in a worldwide panic, and everybody was panicking. Everybody had to shut down. So everything we had in our queue for the next few months was canceled. We were sitting at over a six-figure loss in the matter of two days two days. So it was hard. It was shocking. We we were in shock a lot and had to deal with it though. I think in many ways I still have not been able to process all that 2020 was and I might not ever. I'm such a planner so this year really messed with all that level of comfort. I know you're probably thinking yeah you and everybody else. But it's true. It's everybody's been dealing with this and it's hard and it makes planning for anybody near impossible. And that uncertainty was both exhausting, but in weird ways, also very exhilarating at the same time. I want to talk a little bit about how we feel going into this next year. I feel a lot about a lot of sadness about what went on in the world between the pandemic as a whole, social injustices, watching small businesses suffer because I know what goes into building that, and so much more. It's just been a really heavy chapter. And I'm grateful to sit here and say it was our biggest year yet because I know that isn't a given for many and it's been a really hard chapter for everyone. And I don't sit here saying we had our biggest year yet to brag by any means. I'm saying it to hopefully inspire others to know that they can get through anything if they put their mind to it too. I sit here going into the new year, feeling like our world still has a lot of work to do to get to a place of healing on a lot of different things. There's a lot we can control and a lot that we can't. I'm personally committed to doing what I can to make our society a better place in the ways that I feel like I know how and to continue making my life something that is healthy and exciting so that I can continue to do those things. Typically at the start of a new year, I'm incredibly burnt out. I normally need a full solid month to catch up from the year before. I normally feel like I need a lot of time to catch up mentally and to catch up physically because we work with our bodies. But the start of this year feels more energizing from the rest, which is weird considering the year we just came out of. But once again, I think that hyper-awareness to put our mental health and well-being first made us prioritize that, and I'm really glad that we did. I keep hinting at exciting new plans we have in the works in previous blogs. And while I'm not ready to announce them just yet, I will say that Tanner and I have some really exciting things planned. We have one of the biggest but safest adventures of our life planned, and we'll be launching another business this year. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but if you follow along, you will uh, start to, to figure it out. We have a lot of fun plans with more and are excited to get after the next projects and to be going after some really exciting personal things that we wanted to do for a long time as well. We have some ambitious goals, but our biggest goal is to put our mental health and well-being first. 
if we can hit our financial goals and accomplish that mission at the same time, awesome. Let's do it. Your support for all of you that have read any blogs or if this is your first one or if you are a customer of ours or have been a customer of ours has meant the world to us. We feel like in many ways we can't repay everyone for the support that was given this year because you guys helped us get through it. If you've been a part of this blog series from the beginning or at any point, I just really want to say thank you for taking the time to read about my ups and downs as well as our story and to be a part of that. Some past blogs have shown the true reality, the hard shit, and others have aimed to be motivating, which is why I wanted to start this series from the beginning. <laughs> I started the the blog series uh it, it was March. It was one week before we were ordered to shut down. And it was my first one that I was really excited to share just kind of about my reality and what I aimed to do. And then it ended up turning into a long journal of what it was like to navigate a really shocking chapter. So as we go into the next year, I want to continue to shed light on the things that I'm going through as a business owner on the journey that Tanner and I are taking, but I also want to really try to be motivating, which is why I wanted to start this and to think about um, how we can encourage uh, people wanting to start their own business or people who are at an exciting part of being a business owner or a defeating part of being a business owner. So as we continue to go through this next year, I want to touch on a lot of that and I'll continue doing these audio series uh, so that you can listen along if you don't have time to read. So thank you for listening to uh, this story, and I look forward to uh, talking next month. I come out with a blog every month, uh, so we'll see what the next one brings. Thanks.